This is Comet Picks by the Glick, and here's your host. I'm Jason Glick. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good morning or good weekend, everyone. Because well, you know, from our perspective, it's almost morning, but almost but, morning because because ah. of daylight savings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this week though, I mean, it's like yeah, you'll probably see what the title is, but really, how could it be anything else this week other than Watchmen? Right. Because I mean, you got the movie, and God knows, I love. Tommy, our podcast to tie into like whatever big comic book movies being released this week. Yeah, who watches The Watchmen? <laughs> Just about everyone, according to <laughs> um, the box office returns I've seen so far. <laughs> hey, Friday's vacation. This is gonna be it's gonna be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as far as Watchmen goes, okay, I'm I'm be blunt as far as, as far as I as far as my opinion goes. Okay, not the greatest comic book comic book series ever written. I mean, it's like I already told you about this in my um, Christmas podcast. My favorite. Favorite comic book of all time, Now Shield the Valley of Wind. Favorite American comic book of all time, Sandman. Watchmen, you know, ain't too shabby. It's like, it's still a great comic book. I mean, yeah. like, to be honest, I will agree with all, like, all the um, critics' assessments, like, all everyone says, yeah, this really is the Citizen Kane of, of graphic novels, of comic books. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, when you say you agree, John, <laughs> let me just say this. Do you think Citizen Kane is the greatest movie of all time? No. I think it's a really good movie. I think I think it's a well-done movie. I don't think it's the greatest movie of all time, though. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, what, I think, that's what I think, too. I mean, you, look, well, you watch Citizen Kane, you think it's a good movie, but the thing about Citizen Kane is that back in the day, it pioneered all these techniques that all the movies, that every movie, not every movie, a lot of movies, many of them, like, when adapted as themselves, Adapted themselves. I mean, it's like you get the whole nonlinear storytelling, the point of view shots. It's like the, um, it's like all, like all the, the not, like everything. It's like the nonlinear storytelling, like all this, all this stuff, all these innovative things that Orson Welles didn't in Citizen Kane. It's like went on to be used by every, just about every filmmaker, like after, after that. I mean, he, he broadened the language of filmmaking, and that's what Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons did for Watchmen. I'd say, I'd say that for its time, it was revolutionary. Yes, that is absolutely true. And he's like Watchmen basically went and said, "Hey, you know what? Superhero like superhero comics can be literature. They can be a groundbreaking medium. They can actually be used to say something special, something intelligent. It's more than just like oh, like Superman, and Batman fighting the fighting the villain of the week. It's like Wolverine or Wolverine or the X Men like angsting about like whether the morality about like what they're doing is right or not." Like, it's, it can be more than that. Now, the thing is, like, ever since that point, we've had, like, millions, like, not millions, like, hundreds of other comics just, like, going on about, like, what, uh, uh, deconstructing the, what, what superheroes mean in real life, like, what, what, like, can superheroes, what, what, what can superheroes do, like, in order to be effective as a, as an actual force of nature, like, what, what can they do, but... I mean, Watchmen, like, like basically, I'm saying, also that Moore and Gibbons pioneered in Watchmen has been has been gone has gone on in like all the comics that followed to to show that uh, what am I saying? It's just so they uh, they they show like all, it's okay to comics to do this to, to deconstruct the superhero mythos to do mature content in comics to just like just like just do just like make superhero comics more adult. Whether or not that's a good thing, that's that's up for up for debate. Like for for you and I, and to be honest, like I don't think I'm really saying anything new in this podcast. It's 
it's more a reiteration of what all the stuff I've ever I've heard about the comic. But even with all the stuff that 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 has been taken from Watchmen, it's it this mature content's been dis- disseminated throughout all of comics, all all of superhero comics through um, um, afterwards. It's 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 still a great story in and of itself. Do you think that Watchmen is kind of? And this is my opinion. Uh, Watchmen is almost like the Greek mythology view of mm. superheroes. It's where you have superheroes that are no longer the shiny, sparkling images. And I'm not saying, and let's eliminate Batman right off the yes. bat. I know people <laughs> are going to say that. Where you have the Boy Scout, mm-hmm. you know, shiny, sparkling image of someone who goes and saves the day and still looks squeaky clean at the end of it. You know, Watchmen kind of deconstructs that. Would you say that that's true? I would say that's true. I would say that with one I've heard, most some comic, some comics at the time were trying, some superhero comics at the time were trying to get away from that squeaky Boy Scout image. Right. But Watchmen basically went and took took it to the next level. Right. Showed you basically like you know what if this was in real life, superheroes would not work. Right. Wait. It's like in like like it would be legislated. They would be um, dismissed by the public as a fad. Basically, like showing oh guys going in spandex, fighting up, fighting crime, beating up, beating up bad guys. Oh, that's that's cute. But you know, after a while, this gets kind of silly. It's old hat. <laughs> yeah. And like all this, all superheroes that actually did have actual powers, like say Doctor Manhattan, and I'm gonna have to get into this plot of this sure, this yeah. for a second. But um, would actually be co-opted by the government in order to work. Work for them and enforce their 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 the government's own agenda. Right. Yeah, because basically, like for all of those who who don't know, Watchmen is basically the story. Story. It's basically at its core a whodunit. Right. And it opens with the death of the comedian, a a, gov- uh, a government operative who used to be a, a master crime fighter, the kind of guy who was just generally an asshole. I mean, he went went around and it's like he. He just got. He just figured like everything. Like it's just a big joke, you know. It's like people, like superheroes fight, fighting crimes. Like people trying to do good. It's like it's just ridiculous. Like life is just one big, big joke. But and it's like he was just gonna like laugh at it to its fullest extent. Mm-hmm. And it opens with his death. And basically, the um the other superhero, another um superhero, or not, you can't really call him a superhero because Raw Shark, he's just like a regular guy who goes around fighting crime, fight to um, suit his own worldview. But he's got his own. He's got his own personality, his own agenda. But yeah. he's basically a very black and white type guy. It's like he <laughs> literally, fight- <laughs> yeah. It's like it's it's Rorschach, like t- taking over the super- of the comedian's death, and I like, notice that hey, you know what? Someone's going starting um right about mass crime fighters, mm-hmm. and what it's like. What's this, what does this mean for the rest for everyone else who's retired? Right. And you've got um, you got the you got um, the night owl who. The, the current idol who has basically gone gone in, I'm um, gone to see. He's a flat, flat, flabby, flabby, um, like shadow of his former self. Right. The Silk Spectre and Doctor Manhattan. Right. Like Silk Spectre, she's a another costume crime fighter who's basically just fulfilling the dreams of her mother in like a ni- nice tight Spanish outfit. Who's basically um, come the girlfriend of Doctor Manhattan, the only real super super powered um, person in the world who can basically do just about anything and. Interesting enough, also has a uh, unique perspective on time because everything has already happened to him. But cause, like he, he, like time is just like a is like a movie he's already seen. 
Like right. he actually, so that means he's actually seen the strings being pulled, but he's just, you know, he's just going to go along as it is. Yeah, he's he's kind of an an, an actor in the play, and he understands right. his role. He's he's before everyone else has, has seen the script, he's already read it, and he's just going to go, oh, okay, that's what I have to do. Fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also Ozymandias, who's who's like he's set up as the um one one hero who basically figured, hey, you know what, this the superhero stuff is gonna be, is ridiculous. I'm just going to go ahead use my intelligence to make a make a huge fortune out of merchandising exactly. my image. Yes. And yeah. I believe Rorschach actually accuses him of selling out, more yeah. or less. Because he's, cause, I mean, he got made guys, use, instead of actually like, trying to like fight crime and bring peace to the he's world. He's on TV! Yeah! <laughs> he's got his own Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> yeah. like, with like with his own action figure and all. Right, exactly. Yeah, and the movie, and the, the, and the comic is just like, it's not just Rorschach trying to like, fi- find, the, uh, find, find the killer of the comedian. It's basically, it's also all, all, the, super, all the former superheroes Trying to figure out like just what what role do we have in our in our world? What are we supposed yeah. to do? Mm-hmm. And, like, and it's like some as, as the series goes on, you have to find find that some people realize some of them realize like, hey, what we we do have to fight crime. It's like we do, like this is what we're supposed to do. And also, and and Rorschach also yes, he also serves a purpose of like you know which what what happens when mature content infects your sense of superhero con superhero continuity. I mean, like he. Yeah. He he starts stuff as he's like a bigger guy who's got like a like a mask gimmick, but then he finds out that you know it's like some as he as he tries as he fights tries to fight crime he finds out that you know the crime's getting worse, crime's getting darker, and then like like for a guy who you know just kills a girl and feeds her to a dog, what kind of person do you have to be to become to fight that thing? Mm-hmm, what exactly. what do you have to do? And like and Rothschild just goes right off the deep end. Right. I mean, he just he's just fight, he just goes on and just tries just beats the crap out of everyone. Like he's not just like about oh I'm gonna go and send you to jail. It's like no mm-hmm. I'm going to start stepping your goddamn fingers until you, until you tell me what you do. I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. just start setting you on. I'm gonna throw like fat like um, boiling fat in your face until you like until you realize that hey you know, I'm the I'm the top dog here. Yeah, he's almost like judge, jury, and executioner. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not like, to borrow any other lines from any other comics out there. Yeah, so. but, like, but but that, that's how Rorschach sees himself. He's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get to the truth. Period. Right. It's like uh, I, it's like I'm about finding out the truth and like reporting it no matter what. Right. It leads to it leads to his untimely end at the very end. But you know, it's like that's well. Well, he 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 carries uh, with that uh, little revelation. He carries the. The thread that you logically expect a superhero to do, mm-hmm. where it's like I have a a mission and I'm going yeah. to accomplish it, come hell or high water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you're you're going to be um, it's like you're going to be um, pro- um, projecting the the good, it's like the truth, justice, no matter what. Right. And what does that get you in the end? Mm-hmm. It in the end uh, in certain in this case, it gets you dead. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it's like with Watchmen, though, I think the the beauty of the work is that because like even though like a lot of the stuff in Watchmen, like it's it's been disseminated throughout like comics, like th- like um since it's been since been, comics have been printed, since, right? Oh, well, since well since it's, since it's come out, I mean, like, right. you have the like, like you have like a super like superheroes working for the government. You had realistic 
superheroes. Like, yeah, superheroes working for the government like, in Warren Ellis's Stormwatch. He had superheroes um, in real life like, in a lot of Brian, ben- Brian Michael Bendis' work, like in Powers, and even to a certain extent, New Avengers. Mm-hmm. It's like just this whole realism in in comics. Like you, you get you lost all that stems from Watchmen, mm-hmm. and like and like, on one hand, it's like, do superhero comics need need realism? Ah, that's a good question. But like, I mean, like, you look at things now, and you think, and you look at the state of comics now, and you think that it's it's a dwindling, dwindling market. I mean, like, you're you're a lot of comic books are being pitched toward guys of our age, you know, like mm-hmm. like arrested adolescents, like all right, in our thirties and twenties, thirties, and forties, mm-hmm. as opposed to like the kids who've been reading, who were supposed to be reading comics, like you know, pr- prior to us, like back in the like sixties, seventies, and and so on. Sure, and. It's like, and the, the market today is it's it's dwindling. It's like it's it's eventually going to like eventually tie out. It's like I I keep paying attention to the numbers for comic books each month, and like it ain't getting better, people. Right. It's like eventually at some point, it's like it's like Marvel is just gonna figure. You know, it's cheaper to just license our characters out to do stuff than actual pu- actually publish comics. I mean, <laughs> and that's I think it's just. Because you're actually aiming towards a more mature audience who is just like eventually going to stop reading mm-hmm. after a certain point. Well, they're going to stop reading or they're going to die out right. like after, you know, like as they get older and all. Yeah. But, honestly, but as far as what, but, you know, Watchmen in itself, I mean, it's like, I can't hold totally to blame for that. Because, I mean, in and of itself, it's a great, it's a great story. I mean, it's like a great, Absolutely. yeah, it's a great whodunit. It, it, it succeeds on like the surface plot level. Of just you know just like uh, like a good character study of like what happens to superheroes when they when they can't um, do superhero things anymore right yeah and I also think, just like the whole who done of who killed the comedian right. and why they did it I think that you know for the modern audience and and I'm not speaking to the movie I'm only speaking to the graphic novel mm-hmm. um, that the Watchmen is a story that people have seen especially today. Mm-hmm. Um, Take the time when the Watchmen was published. Yeah, back in eighty six. Back in eighty six, and you look at it, and you're like, and back then, it's a lot more. It's a lot more striking. Yeah. A lot more striking. I think that, and and this is not a you know, this is not like saying that it's a bad comic, but I think that Watchmen in today's environment, Watchmen may have created the environment we're in today. Yes. Um, where it, it, it's it's bitten off of its own success, you know. <laughs> ah, no, you see, here's the thing, and you know, it's like, and I hate I hate to do something like this because, like, I want because I'm going to bring this up once we do our crossover crossover cast with no podcast for men. We do yeah. talk about um, Joker, mm-hmm. but this is the case of you know per, of one person going, hey, here's what we can do, with superheroes. Here's something that can be done. It's like. Here, like we can we can do this. This is okay to do this this kind of thing. Like we can do mature superheroes, mm-hmm. superheroes for an adult audience, and then everyone afterwards going, oh holy shit, this this is fucking cool, man. It's like we can do it's like superheroes like you know be like I like stab people's fingers, throw a bat in people's face. It's mm-hmm. like just like just being like badass and mature and saying yeah. like mature language and saying fucking all shit. <laughs> it's like this that kind of stuff. That's yeah. the kind of thing. I mean like. Yeah, you can sh- you can show that you people that you can do this kind of stuff, but as far as doing it in terms of like actual like actual art, in terms of actual maturity, mm-hmm. that's a message of Watchmen that was lost on the greater on the greater comics greatest comics creators um, 
agenda since it came out. I mean, it showed you can do this kind of stuff, but as far as doing this stuff well, it, it was missed. Yeah. Yeah. But, and he's like, in, in even then, I'm like, watch, Watchmen still, still, I still say this is a great, great entertaining story, and like, it's a, it's an interesting warning of like, you know, showing like, what happens when like, Mature Crown is, is introduced in this superhero story. I mean, like, like I said, my, getting back to my original analogy, this being, um, the comic book's equivalent of Citizen Kane. Right. I mean, like, like John, do you think Citizen Kane is the greatest movie of all time? No. Yeah, but, anyway, but like, it's, it was still like, with Citizen Kane, it's, it's still shorthand for like a lot of, like, for the greatest movie of all, for the greatest movie of all it's time. acknowledged as that. Yeah. And, and, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like that baseline where you say, wow, it's like a Citizen Kane, and people are like, Citizen Kane. Yeah. You know, and, and people watch it, and you, and you say, oh, but yeah. do you know the history behind this? It's mm-hmm. almost like the, the, the narrative needs its own backstory in order to survive in yes. today's environment. You know? Yeah, it's like Citizen and, Kane. And once you understand that, you go, oh, Citizen Kane was like that. Yeah, you it's know? like Citizen Kane is basically shorthand for like, like greatest thing ever. Right. But it's also it's like something that's that served to advance the medium. And then it's like it's like, even if it's not regarded as the greatest thing ever, it's still like... So like like serves to be like that. Like, it deserves the respect that it was given, even yes. to this day. Like um, you know, it's a black and white film. Mm-hmm. You know, um, made way back when. You know, at least uh, thirty or forty years ago, yeah. at least. Um, but people still reference it as a groundbreaking type of work. Like, wow, yeah. this guy. It was, you know, it was basically um, Orson Welles basically wrote and directed that script. That's him. It's all him, you know. And 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 when they put that movie together, it's like, wow, this is a great construct, you know. I believe it's the same with the Watchmen. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it is, it, it, and it, and it shares, I believe, the same legacy, uh, same time frame as uh, the Dark Knight Returns. If yes. I'm not mistaken, which like, was another groundbreaking uh, uh, graphic novel of its time. Yeah, in of itself, I I think the thing the the thing is with Watchmen, though, it shows that comic books could could like achieve a great. Lit- Achieve true literary merit, right? But as far as actually superhero comics, I mean, like, yeah, it could you could do that within that medium, but I mean, with 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 um, Susan Cain, I mean, it showed that movies could like could do true art, true merit, and also like introduce the uh, pioneering narrative, narrative techniques as well. Same with Watchmen, but with this with this, so I mean, it's like it as far as like all the narrative techniques in, it injected it. It gave it um, showed that you could do with um, comic books. Like it's not necessarily true that these could actually work within the realm of superhero fiction, within the realm of like your the Marvel and DC superhero universes. And if anything, Mar- like Watchmen is probably a great call to arms to show that you no, know, you know, we we can't. This stuff wouldn't work within a shared superhero universe where you know we've got to have um, all the what happens here affects everything else. I mean, it's like you like. Watchmen could not have worked if it had been set in the contemporary Marvel or DC universe. I completely agree with that. Sentiment. Yeah, it's like after that, like you, you have to have like, like the X Men or Spider Man and the Avengers, like just like looking at all this stuff and going, "Holy shit, man!" It's like we've got to change our tunes, like and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. like that, it just would not have worked. I mean, if anything, like I said, it shows that superheroes would not have worked in real life, and that like most superhero fiction is in itself a dead end. Right. That it can only do the standard, you know, it's like superheroes, they fight the bad guys, they, as much as they change, 
they still have to return to the status quo at the end. Yep, exactly. And, and I, as interesting as that can be, from I read, still read a lot of su- good superhero stuff from from Daredevil, Spider Man, to, to Iron Man recently this week, and it's like, but it's all a matter of just like you know just tweaking the um their the standard um formula set up enough to like you know what we're gonna like, like yeah we're gonna make Iron Man. Um, like a, a complete dick, running, running shield, and then oh, now he's on the run from for Norman Osborn, who's running the Marvel Universe as as a head of shield. But eventually, it's all going to lead back to Iron Man being, you know, his leading the being the head of Stark Industries, like um, being Iron, uh, be, like Tony Stark being the head of um of um Stark Industries, being Iron Man. That's that's all it's going to be. It's all going to be returned to the status quo, no matter how it's going to be tweaked at the end. Right. And I don't know with Watchmen though. It's like I mean, it's like that's it. It, just, it can lead somewhere different. I mean, it's like that's. I mean, with with all superhero fiction, I mean, it's with all company owned superhero fiction. It's all that's all it's going to be. That's all. That's almost all it can ever be. It's like even even like the stuff that exists in the fringes, like say um what Warren Ellis's interpretation of certain heroes next wave. You like yeah, that can that can. Sure, to be like their the overriding premise, guiding force for, for superheroes at, on on the fringes, but still, it's like at some point they're all going to return to their classic incarnation, and that's the end of the story right there. Yeah, and, I, and I'm interested to see the result of uh, this movie. Yeah, uh, you know, does it? Uh, you know, um, I actually saw some of the Rotten Tomatoes reviews, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. It got a fresh rating. Yeah, but not a certified fresh rating. It was it was just barely fresh from what I heard. Right, 60, exactly. 66%. 66%. Yeah. So um, I, I have yet to see the movie, but mm-hmm. all the reviews I've read has basically said, like, yes, it is quite faithful, faithful to the novel, but doesn't quite capture the spirit mm-hmm. of it. I mean, yeah. uh, I've heard basically, like, yeah, um, Jackie Lero Jackie Haley as Ross Shark and Billy Crudup as Dr. Manhattan really absolutely nail their roles. Like, if they are, like, the this is their their comic book incarnations brought to life, yeah. but everyone else, not, not so, so much. much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, tomorrow night I'm actually going to go and see the film because my uh, original I was going to see it on premiere night, but uh, yeah, you got, you got burned. I uh, got burned. The projector somehow burnt out at the IMAX theater, so that was a little bit <laughs> disappointing. But I will still go and see it, and I'll be happy to review, you know, with you, you know, on a later mm-hmm. podcast, you know, how that. Uh, you know, my impressions, because I, I think that uh, this novel, it, you know, graphic novel, mm-hmm. uh, deserves a lot of respect. Yes. And I want to see how the movie interpretation treats that source material. Yeah. I, I want to see how, how well it interprets that. Um, and uh, and I, I think I can give you that. And, and by the way, I know that there's a lot of people out there that really, really are fans of this comic. Mm-hmm. In other words, in other words, they're just like diehard fans. I can't say I'm a diehard fan. Yeah, so like they're, can... they're, they're frothing in the mouth because, like, you know, the movie was actually the, that Alan Moore has actually uh, cursed the movie, right? Because exactly. I mean, Moore, uh, he's he's the that this this can't be done just in the film, right? And um, I don't know. It's like the reviews I've read so far. It's like I don't. Know, I'll, I'm going to see the movie. It's like I mean, it's like it. It hasn't been, um... Mm-hmm. Now, when I've heard of the movie so far, it's like, yeah, it's... 
it's not. Um, I guess it's it's classic. For, it's 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 gonna be a classic for the ages. Sure, but um, like more, it's like I mean, he's hated every. Uh, he he doesn't think any of this stuff can be ad- adapted into into a proper movie. Yeah, and that's but that's been Moore's position for a long time. Yeah, I mean, he I mean, felt the same way about Vendetta, right? Yeah, like I mean, it's like but he was like, nah. to, to be honest, I was like, I mean, he's not entirely without justification. Like, <laughs> I I seen from hell. <laughs> I've seen V for Vendetta. Yeah, I, I can say that. Yeah, well, from hell, like I mean, like the graphic novel was was good. You know, it felt like he was leading you around by the nose. A lot of the time, mm-hmm. but still, I mean, I, I'd still say the graphic novel is better. I haven't seen *Leave of Extraordinary Gentlemen* because I heard that was absolute crap, yeah. even with Sean Connery. That, just the yeah, just the just the movie reviews alone shied me away from yeah. watching it. Yeah, *V for Vendetta*. I mean, it was interesting in the way that I could see like how it deviated from the novel, from the graphic novel at certain points. But you know, just the fact that they that he they actually that the that the direct the commentary had the gall. To put a romance subplot between um, Evie and V. Mm-hmm. Like, that was no, that yeah. was that was wrong. You know, that's, that's ant- the antithesis to every th- part of the graphic novel. Like to be honest, I mean that was especially gone because like I think that that V for Vendetta is probably Moore's high point. His that is his his holy grail. His, his Citizen Kane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, um, would you recommend that people read this comic? Absolutely. I mean, he's like, I would say that even if you you're not a big comic book comic book movie fan, mm-hmm. or you're not, this is this is um still well worth your time because it's such it's such a watershed moment. Such a, yeah. it's basically like on one like it's the final word on what, what superheroes would be like in real life. I agree with that completely. Yeah, it is a it, it is a it is a good uh, exposition of that um, yeah. point. Well, you know, hey, you know. Super superheroes are human too, and that's kind of what my you know my comment was in the beginning of the you know of this podcast where I was talking about you know the Greek gods. Yeah. You know the Greek gods very much like Zeus and Hera were very much flawed. Yeah. You know they were like you know they had these great powers, but they but Zeus was a philanderer. I mean, he was yes. all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of it's almost a modern interpretation of that, you know. Where and um and I believe um uh, what's his name. The guy at the end, oh, Ozymandias. Yes, thank you. I forget how to pronounce his name, but he's almost a t- an archetype of those types of figures, you know. Where he's like, "Yeah, I am. I've got a lot. Of, I've, I'm really smart." <laughs> yeah, it's like if, if anything, it's like he's he's probably more the um, he's he's probably more true incarnation of Batman than Night Owl is. Yeah, because you know, Batman, because Batman, he he found a way to like solve the world's problems mm-hmm. in like five seconds. Like he's got. He's got the, the the brain power. He's got the fortune. So like, he mm-hmm. could he could figure out like how to how to how to make the world a better place. But he can't because you know the world can't be a better place. Right. It's perfection because like he's always got to have bad guys to beat up every month. Right. Yeah. And Night Owl is almost a uh, he's like the shell of Batman. Yeah. He's like the he's like the the gadgets and the function. But mm-hmm. not the spirit, right? You know, it's like ah, I have like a great flying ship and a car and and a girl. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's pretty much it. You know, yeah, he's pretty hollow, unfortunately. You know, so but that's good that your superheroes of the past had flaws. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but put uh, to final cap on this. Yes, Watchmen, the graphic novel, absolutely worth your time because 
even if you've never read a, a comic book before, you can still pick this up and uh, just get the um, the final word on superheroes as it is. I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. And it's like I. It's like and as for the movie though, it's like the movie I've heard generally not bad. Mm. Like yeah, he follows the graphic novel very very closely, but doesn't quite capture the spirit of it. But mm-hmm. hey, you know what? It's like I'm. I'll probably go see the movie tomorrow or next week. But to be honest, like the movie is like as Watchmen is one of my, on one of my, my top ten lists of greatest comic books of all time. It's like you know I'll get around to it eventually. Yeah. But still, it's like yeah, still like I said it's still still worth your money, especially if you're you're disinterested in superheroes. Yeah. If it's if you're looking to find out what what like just what. What they're all about, yeah. And here's my, um, and here's my. I'm gonna throw your bone to the to the the hardcore Watchmen fans out there. Mm-hmm. If you wound up that and you wound up watching the movie, and you're like, huh? Go read the graphic novel. Go read it. It's worth your time <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because I think that it's probably. And this is just me shooting from the hip. I think it's probably gonna show you a few more things. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I, I'm not even going to say I'm sure it will. I know it'll show you a few more mm-hmm. things than the movie will. I, uh, and I'm not saying the movie may be entirely bad, but there's not gonna, it's certainly not going to have the depth that the, the graphic novel has. Um, after every published volume, they had an extra excerpt in there, and you need yes. to read those. Those are absolutely excellent, and I think critical for understanding like the background of The Watchmen. Indeed. And with that... Yeah, we're calling it a night. It's like, right. I mean, I, eventually you podcast my thoughts on it on no podcast for old men if we ever get around to like doing a whole Watchmen podcast. Yeah, we may have to follow up with the movie version part of this, you know. Yeah, but like in the end, like it's like I said, it's worth your time. And on that note, we're calling it a night. All right, see you later. <laughs>